Welcome to That's What She Said, a podcast of sermons at Galileo Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. Galileo exists to seek and shelter spiritual refugees, who for us are people for whom the church has become boring, irrelevant, exclusive, or even painful, especially people who have been pushed out because of their gender or sexuality. If you yourself are a spiritual refugee, we're especially glad you're listening. Man, I love that joyful noise. I am here for it and give thanks to God for it. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. And there it says, Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd gathered around him, and he taught them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up, and he followed and as he sat at the dinner table in Levi's house many with many tax collectors and sinners who were also sitting with Jesus and his disciples for there were many who followed him when the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors they said to his disciples Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick, I have come to call not the righteous, but the sinners. Good evening, church. It is good to be here with you today. I am Sarah Almanza, uh, and I use she, her, hers pronouns. And here is a word for all of us today. I went to a concert on a random Thursday night. This is something my spouse Evan and I used to do all the time pre-COVID. He, but it was one of the best shows ever. He had randomly texted me earlier that day while I was at work. He's like, hey, I got free tickets to the show. Do you want to go? And I was like, well, it's been a long day, but sure, why not? And so we got there. Uh, I was at the House of Blues, and so we were sitting up in the balcony at first because I just, when I work all day, have a long day, I need to just decompress a little bit. So we were sitting up in the balcony, I was fiddling on my phone, kind of listening to the opener, uh, not paying a whole lot of attention, when all of a sudden, I heard the chorus, and I stopped, you know, I put down my phone and like listened to this opener. And the chorus said, you're never, I'm not gonna sing it, I don't sing, you're never gonna be normal, you're never gonna be normal, you're never gonna be normal, cause you're a punk. And I stopped what I was doing. I was like, well, that'll preach. He's like, see, aren't you glad you came to this show? And I was like, of course. And then uh, I was also introduced to my other great bands that night, Frank Turner, the Medzingers. uh, And this one performer, the opener, is um, called the Homeless Gospel Choir. And the song is called Normal. I highly recommend you check it out. The song's all about finding your people and knowing that you're a little different, and you're going to go down a different path than other people, and sometimes that's going to be hard, but 
live fully into who you are. And you know what that's going to be? That's going to be very good. I can just imagine Jesus sitting around the table with Levi and friends and telling them all this, all of this, saying you're never going to be normal because you're a disciple, because you're a follower, because you're a punk, because you're a loser. But that is exactly why I called you, is because you're not normal. In our scripture for today, Jesus is challenged by asking, why in the world is he not just hanging out with, but eating with sinners? And his response is, I'm here for them. Like, I don't know why we're having this conversation, but I'm, I'm here for them. One of the many things that Jesus did as part of his ministry was to build up relationships with people who traditionally didn't fit in. He would go to them. He would meet them where they were, whether that was at the tax booth or at the well. He met them where they were, and he said, hey, you, yeah, you, the one sitting over there by yourself, the one who maybe feels like nobody likes them or maybe feels like they're judged for what they do or who they are. Yeah, you. He says, I want you. And I need you. See, I'm going to be doing this kingdom building work and, and I want you to be part of it. And then maybe you look at him and you wonder, well, what, what is this? What is this kingdom building work that you're talking about? And he would say, it's this beautiful thing from God that is rooted in love. But it cannot happen without the punks and the losers. It cannot happen without you. And then when that, that person, that punk, that loser, that human being says, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready, Jesus made sure that they got to come along just as they were. I don't want to go so far as saying he changed them or made them change, but I think something did change because they were seen they were known, and they were told they were valid and loved just the way they are. Jesus told the punks, the losers, that they too are beloved children of God. And this is such an important message for people to hear. And I don't think people hear it enough. I see you. I know you. You are valid. You are loved just the way you are. You beloved, beautiful child of God. And guess what? You are very good. Professor at Lutheran Institute of Theology, Elizabeth Johnson, said specifically about this text, she said, from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, Jesus is shattering boundaries. He eats with the unclean, he heals on the Sabbath, he touches lepers, and even claims divine authority to forgive sins. 
God's invasion of the world and Jesus is resisted by those who hold power, those who hold lives that are dedicated to keeping boundaries intact. Yet for the leper who is cleansed, for the paralytic who is healed, the sinner who is forgiven and welcome at the table, God's invasion of Jesus is welcomed as a mission of liberation, healing, and life. What powerful words she said there. And it's a great reminder to us that Jesus shatters all boundaries and barriers that try to keep people separate. He is all about breaking down the boxes and the walls that want to put these people in, in, in these, these, these boxes, these squares, these, these ideas of good and bad and holy and evil and saint and sinner. Jesus isn't about them. He is about creating a community full of beloved children of God. When he's approached about these sinners, he says, you know what, though? Who you call sinner, that's what I'm here for. And I want to go a little deeper into that idea of sinner. See, I hated talking about sin and sinner growing up. I grew up around here, uh, and a lot of my, my peers, a lot of my friends were of the more, like, traditional, traditionally conservative Christian type sort. Uh, and I grew up in this hippy-dippy denomination called the Disciples of Christ. I was the weird one. And so they love talking about sin. I'm like, ooh, I'm just not going to do that. Like, we're, we're just not going to talk about it. That seemed like the logical approach, right? Uh, well, it was for, you know, 14-year-old Sarah. But silly me. Silly me, what I should have known then, what I wish I knew then, is that God's love is more powerful than anything, and this is exactly why we should talk about sin, but specifically the things that create sin. So walking with some beautiful thinkers over, over my, my life, especially in my older adult life, uh, gave me the opportunity to think more creatively about sin. And what I have come to learn and what I come to believe is that God wants nothing more than for us to be in relationship with God, be in relationship with one another, to be in relationship with creation. This is good and holy and what pleases God. So the opposite of that is sin. Simply put, it's breaking relationships. It's when we put walls between people, when we say there's an inside and an outside, when we say there's a saint and a sinner. And what Jesus did, he's like, let's get rid of all of that. We want to be a beautiful, holy community. And it takes each and every one of us to be part of this kingdom-building process. So to those people that... You know, if, if Jesus were in, like, a mean girl setting and Regina Joy said, George said, oh, you can't sit with us? Jesus would be like, oh, but let me come and sit with you. He would go sit with the people who aren't allowed to sit at the cool kid table. He would go and be with the person who's sitting alone who isn't even going to try to walk by the cool kid table. That is where Jesus is going to go. And that is where Jesus is going to call to create goodness and holiness and relationships and love. 
So I want to kind of bring us back to the text. And I think when we look at this text and what Jesus is doing in regards to sinners is, like I mentioned earlier, he's breaking down those barriers that keep us separate. He is breaking down those barriers that are there to keep people in their place so the powerful can continue to gain power. He shatters all of this knowing that the people of God should all be one and not fit into these little boxes or holes or cubes or fit inside or outside of walls. Part of shattering these barriers is calling the losers, the punks, and saying, you are welcomed. You are invited. You are loved. And you are valid. And then he said, here's a literal seat at the table with you. Let's break some bread together. I want to hear all about you. And this isn't something that Jesus just like dropped and like said, okay, you're really good and you're really loved, but I'm going to just go and move on. No, he truly spent time building relationship with these people, with his followers, with these losers, with these punks. He he wanted to know them, to hear about all of their stories and lived with them. Jesus reframed what it meant to be a sinner and what it meant to be holy. He created a new path, a new perspective that included so many people who were often told that they were not good enough, that they were not allowed to be in the same space or even share the same food with others. He included them all. He said, enough of all of this. All of these people, these beautiful people, these children of God belong at the table. I remember a moment in my life where I was sitting under a hot Texas summer night sky and I was watching someone create some art and there were hands that were holding water that created the shape of a heart and it was pouring out and it reminded me of my baptism. And what I remembered in that moment, not even what I remembered, what I learned in that moment is that God's love for me, it's there always. I didn't have to change for that love. It was always there. It always had been and always would be. And nothing I did or said could change that. Nothing other people did or said could change that love. Because God's love is powerful and good and inescapable. And nobody Nobody can take that away from me. Jesus reminds us in our scripture today that it is especially the punks, the losers, the tax collectors. It is especially the unexpected people who deserve to know about God's love, who should be included and invited and welcomed into the kingdom building process. Not only, though, did Jesus befriend the losers He met them where they were. As I mentioned earlier, he met them at their tax booth or at the well or on their fisher boat. And I think that's an equally important part of this message. It's not just about seeing people and loving them and letting them know that they are good, but it is meeting people 
where they are. So where, where do we go today to meet the people who may feel like they're not welcome? Maybe we go to a big red barn and create a beautiful holy space. Maybe we go online to Twitch and play some video games and tell people that they are good and they're loved. Maybe, maybe we go to a random Thursday night punk show and we let people know that they are good and loved there. This kingdom work continues. It continues on, and Jesus wants the punks, the losers, the unexpected people to be part of it. And it is our job to continue to share that love, to continue to share that message, to let people know that they are seen, that they are known, that they are valid and loved, and that they are very good just the way they are. Beloveds, you are very good just the way you are, and God's love for you is deep and wide, and nothing, nothing can change that love. Amen. Thanks for listening to That's What She Said. This podcast is preached almost always by our lead evangelist, Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes. Galileo Church has five missional priorities. We do justice for LGBTQ plus people and those who love them. We do kindness to those in mental and emotional distress and celebrate neurodiversity. We do beauty for our God who is beautiful. We do real relationship, no bullshit, ever. And we do whatever it takes to share this good news with the world God still loves. To support the production of this podcast and the ongoing missional priorities of this church, Go to GalileoChurch.org and click on Conspire With Us. You'll have options to use your Venmo or PayPal or use your credit card or bank account. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you thanks. Peace.